What's up, y'all? It's your host, Sensei NK. Back again with another episode. I'm with my co-host. What up, y'all? It's your boy, Pac-Man CXZ. Check me out on everything at P-A-C-C-M-A-N-C-X-Z. New video out today mm-hmm. and tomorrow. And the next day, we're posting every day. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're tuning in. Victor Webayama has hit the streets, and let's talk about it. Uh, NBA. Let's, we're, figuring, we're figuring out any kind of way to bring NBA into the chat. We're, we're, we're talking about it now. <laughs> um... You know what? You know what? You know what? Every single year, we get to the point where we're always talking about parody, parody, parody. It's the best ever. Right now is the best ever. I will, I will strongly and firmly say that. Especially with the advent of the in-season tournament. Parody? What? Like, anyone can win. There's not, like, one definite team that's way better than everybody else. I've never heard of this before. So, okay, yeah, continue. <laughs> um... There's no guy to talk about. Oh, no, this this season, especially in the forefront, how we've started it, I've noticed that literally every single team is really good. And it's been blowing my mind because I thought there would be some teams that would not even so much start off hot, but I thought they would just like shutter out and ground zero early. And I was right about the Houston Rockets doing that and the Memphis Grizzlies just bottoming all the way out. No, nah, the young guys are really putting in a lot of work. Uh, the young guys are they're doing what they sh- what they're expected to do as professional basketball players. Mm-hmm. They're acting like they've been playing their whole life, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that because mm-hmm. that's the only way that's possible. The whole league is stacked. I don't know. Not everybody's a vet, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, man, like Melo out there showing out. Pablo Bencheros trying to pull that Orlando team together. They did just beat the Lakers, bro. <sighs> First game, like. Honestly, 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 home opener. That that reminded me. Are you a Bulls fan? Are you a Chicago Bulls fan? Fuck no. I'm a <laughs> Zach Levine fan. Ah, see, I've been trying to get the Chicago Bulls to blow it up for the past like five, six years now, and the reason why it's upsetting me the most that they don't want to blow it up this year. Well, they want to now blow it up this year, but now there's no one to tank for. Like, the draft that's coming in for this year, it's looking like it's going to be so ass. And the thing is, you had a chance to draft, uh, what's his name? Zion missed that chance. Had a chance to to pick up uh, Cade, missed that chance. Pablo Bancaro, you missed that chance. And then Wendy, you go and miss that chance too? Yeah, no, you're so unserious. The Bulls? Yes, the Bulls. They should tank. Why would they do that? Because their team sucks. But it doesn't. It's bro, bro. Don't they still have DeRozan and Zach Levine? But the thing is, the and Vucevic. But the problem with that, they're setting themselves up to be the seventh seed again, and it, that's not that's that's not good. That's just that's just not good. I want you to look at the rest of the league and tell me that you think that that team is a contender in any way with any one or two pieces. But the thing is, it's it's the fact that they're stuck in mediocrity. To the point where they can't move forward and they can't move behind. Because with having to do like Demar and Zach Levine, you're going to have to you're going to make the playoffs. Because that's like what fifty. That's fifty to sixty points just those two players together. Ugh. So now it's kind of gotten to the point where it's like they can't even do anything. Like if they were, why to- are we talking about the Bulls? Like they're like they're not a contender. There's nothing that you can do to make them a contender. They're not a like. It's not like they're a bad team. It's just the rest of the league is too good. Yeah, yeah. But my whole thing is, especially now where you can't even tank anymore, I'm just upset because I, I enjoy the Bulls. 
it's got us to the point where they can't even get better no matter what they do. But now to the teams that are actually have something to play for in the in-season tournament, what is your first thoughts of it? I don't fully – I'm like the NBA players. I still don't fully understand why – not only why is this a thing, but, like, what what do you get, you know? Mm. Like, you, you play – what is it, like, eight games yeah. to, like, get – the end season's championship. You get like a new court or something? They leave the court there for the rest of the season? I don't get it. Um, so the main thing I've noticed from the end season tournaments is is just to keep get the players intrigued faster. Like actually get them into playing shape as fast as possible. So like the first quarter of the games is uh, not like the first quarter of the season isn't just like a slug fest, just the just trying to trot along wasting this these many times because yeah. of usually um in the beginning of the season all everyone is looking towards is the new rookies to see if they're good or not but now you're having a person like lebron put up 35 in a full out battle with kevin durant because it's the early in the season and people actually care about it like uh, i was watching a, a sacramento game and you just see what's what's his name what's his name um, Darren Fox just like actually sprinting, like really putting in all he has into these games where you wouldn't see that earlier in the previous seasons. So, yeah. But not all of those games were in the tournament. They, those were just early games, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, there's more. There's just like more in the air for people to play for. That doesn't have nothing to do with the tournament. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like, I just wish that they, if they, if they're going to have the tournament, have it be, like, worth something. Like, have it be worth, like, a playoff spot. Or have it be worth, like, a play-in spot or something. Some shit. I don't know. You know what? Having it be worth a play-in spot could be pretty. That could be pretty valuable. Especially for, like, the bad teams. So they don't just get washed in the beginning of the season. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, the team, Another team that I've been really high on... OKC. Have you got a chance to watch Chet or anything like that? No, I would never watch that team. Why? Oklahoma's a terrible place. I'm afraid of that shape. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a couple shapes that uh, scare me. And mine is like the one where there's a bunch of um, triangles together. It's like 40. It's like 10 triangles all together. Like mm. it's a very spiky circle. <laughs> but beyond that, but beyond that, oh, getting the chance to watch Chet play, it's it's been very eye opening because of it's looking like if this experiment works, yeah, that's the new archetype of the league, and I'm and I'm here for it. That's the new archetype of the league. New, stop this. <laughs> yes, it's new. It isn't. That has always been ideal. It was just never a thing to to be that skinny though. It's not NBA players are skinny, but I don't. I think tall and lanky. Mm-hmm. That's always been the goal. But it's the tall and lankiest. <laughs> this 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 is like. To the extreme, because the bro, there's this one. Oh. You're talking like Will and Shaq didn't exist, but they weren't like this. They wouldn't let them be. Will was. They uh, wouldn't let Shaq be like that. Exactly, but now they're letting him be like that. That's 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 my point. Respectfully, with it. you put that same Chet mm-hmm. on a team with Kobe, and he's doing that bullshit. Well, the league that's is what different. I'm saying. That's different. what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> It's not the same. You don't have the same opposite. That's that's fair. That's fair. 
But my whole thing is just like watching it in action has been so insane. Like the the game where it was Wemby versus Kevin Durant. The first time I ever seen Kevin Durant look like a small human. It was actually weird. It was so weird. And I feel like that's how all the NBA players have been feeling playing against KD all this time. Because the bro literally just uh he just shot right over Kevin Durant. I've never seen some blasphemy like that in my life. No, it was nice seeing it the other way around because I thought that this motherfucker <laughs> was going to start ter- terrorizing the league with six blocks a night or some shit. Like, I don't know if I can handle that. My fantasy team couldn't handle that. Like, Man. I can't draft enough players to keep up with this. Honestly, honestly, if he keeps swooping like this, I might have to, like, actually tune into Spurs games for all. And I don't want to. I do not want to, bro. I think my favorite thing is is mm. to see a young guy that's not only good, but is, like, actually playing, like, hard. Mm, yeah. Like, I get that they're putting him at center, but he's going up for all blocks, all threes. He's running out to the three-point to try to get a block. Like, he's he's hustling, for I, real. I've never seen some nonsense, bro, bro. They hit him with a pick. He got over it. Uh, but if, what is it? Uh, he went out to the three. He went and shot it. He turns around. He grabs the board like he did just contest a three pointer. Yeah, no, fucking insane. One pass. He sprints down, catch a shoot three. I don't think a, a two K player could do some nonsense like that. But yeah, I saw this. Um, this uh, what do you call it? Video. Okay, that's what they call him these days. Uh, and he he with his length. Can cover the entire three point line beyond, like where you would shoot from, mm-hmm. and everything inside from three points. He can stand in three places. He, like, he can stand yeah. in three places and reach everywhere on the whole. That's fucking crazy, bro. <laughs> No, that, no, that is crazy. That is crazy. Three places he's blocking anything. So if he's standing in the middle, you basically got to pass. You have to. If he really wants that bitch, he's getting it. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Damn you, you can't even dunk on it for real because he's just in the way. Yeah, that's no. like trying to dunk on Shaq. Like you just gotta, you just gotta make it. Yes. Seeing seeing Wemby in action immediately made Kareem make sense to me. Like I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. Seeing him shoot that three, I was like, bro, he didn't have an unblockable shot. It was just it was up here like it could have been like this he didn't need to throw it that way he was just early to it that's the only reason why it's completely different you know what honestly i always wanted to to discredit kareem right but nah honestly seeing someone like this work and imagine a player imagining a player like that that was healthy all the time didn't have the body aches is actually insane just like Wilt. You know what's another basketball fact I found out? Mm-hmm. Apparently, Wilt was either the first or second seven-footer in the league. So that's why he's Wembenyama, and there's nobody that can fuck with him. There was nobody even close. There was there was one white boy that was. Because you're right. There was, there, was a, there was a white guy before him. Mm-hmm. He was the second seven-footer in the league, athletic, running down the court, dunking, doing all the rest of that stuff. And there was nobody. Like there was, I think there were people that were six foot ten, but there was mm-hmm. nobody that's over seven. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. to see this in action, it just makes all the rest of the stuff. I appreciate it more. I I appreciate Kareem. <laughs> I don't know why people brushed him off so effortlessly. <laughs> like seeing it, it's insane. Like it's weird, bro. Honestly, honestly, 
Oh, I feel like the one guy that's always trying to hold on to like the past and everyone calls them crazy or like the youngins calls like, oh no, the past is all plumbers. And da, 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 da. He's like, this is my proof. This is my proof. I try, I've been thinking about what the league will look like in the next like 30, 40 years. And the fact that I don't even know what what is next after this, what evolutionary thing is after is blowing me. I think there's going to be so many teams that get a guy like Wemby or Chet, and then they just start winning back-to-back, and then they're just going to start raiding Sudan, and they're going to take all of those dudes. Whole Ah, oh, damn, I can't even make that joke. Uh, whole league finna look like, um, goddamn, motherfucking uh, Slenderman. I don't know. Shit. Mm-hmm. Him being Slenderman really, honestly, honestly... I saw him walking. I was like, wait, wait. Imagining seeing this in the actual wild. This huge human that if he does this, he's 14 feet tall. Yeah, no, that's that's ridiculous. But no, speaking of slender speaking of slender man, the the GOAT center, uh, top three center, Shaquille O'Neal said that if Bull Bull was given the opportunities of Wembenyama, he would be like Wembenyama. What Bull, do you think? Bull Bull has had a couple <laughs> great possessions. Singular possession? <laughs> no, possessions. Okay. <laughs> I just think it's hard to judge it because you haven't given him, like, a full chance. Like, you ever see, like, uh, like Kai Jones, like, two-game highlights, whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are really fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Is he, like, the best player in the league or on, on that team? Mm-hmm. No. But like I don't know. I think it depends on. I also haven't been watching Bobo, okay. so I don't. I don't know what he's doing in Orlando. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're telling him stay down there, and if you step out of line, bench. You know, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's, he's just a center guy. Now he's on the Suns right now. People were like, "Oh yeah, oh, put, yeah. put Bobo on Wimby." Don't put Bobo on Wimby. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that one. A couple times I I watched them let him take it coast to coast. Mm-hmm. He was he was great every time. Pull up three straight to the basket. Whatever he was mm-hmm. he was making the shit. Mm-hmm. So maybe okay okay okay. But then again, my whole thing is I don't blame him for becoming an obscure individual in the league because he had to play behind what's his name behind literally Jokic. So it's like I know you're not gonna get no minutes, so I'm not really mad at it. But I feel like it comes it comes a point where you have to be just serious about what type of player you are in the grand scheme of things, right? And then it made me start thinking about uh, third year players mm-hmm. and how they're honestly it's not just a make it or break break it year but it's a make it or you'll never be the player that you even thought you were remotely right oh i don't think that's necessarily true for me the reason why i say that because it's like after the third year that's when you get your extension contract but if you came in as like the second third overall pick and you're just not like performing for real in your third year They'll just have to ship you out to be a role player. But that's not like the type of play that you even do in the first place. They don't always do that. It depends on the player. Okay. What do there you, are you some people that just don't deliver for what they needed. Yeah. So yeah. if I drafted you number one, you just weren't the best player in that league or yeah, in that draft. draft you when it came to the NBA, you might have been the best in college. Mm-hmm. But when it came to the uh, Yimmer, everybody always talks about Yimmer. Yimmer was the, that motherfucker in, in – uh, 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 Do it for that. Okay. Yes. yes, 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 yes. He was that motherfucking in college. Got to the NBA. Oh, my God. 
everyone can shoot and run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, the I think it's, I think it's just that it's not necessarily on them for getting picked for like Gil. Mm-hmm. Gil might have been the best player in that draft. Oh no, he he was. I'm pretty sure he was. Second round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Torching Kobe at 23, <laughs> second rounder. You know what I'm saying? So I think it really just comes down to who you are and mm-hmm. how you. Uh, uh, appear before the draft because, like yep. they say, like the combine and the rest of that, like appearances and stuff, really matter before. Okay. So I don't think you could put it on like, uh, not Tyus Jones. Who was that guy that got drafted to Minnesota? Black guy, of course. Oh uh, my God, dark skin dude. Yeah. Um, it was recent, and he was from Minnesota. Frank. Or his Ken? McKinley Wright. He, Dunn. Oh yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris Dunn. Dunn. Chris Dunn. Yes, 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 yes. Like, like Chris Dunn. Is Chris Dunn buns because he went first? No. <laughs> He's a good basketball player. He just shouldn't have went first. Yeah, literally, literally. Honestly, oh my god, I feel like that would that would irritate me the most when you know you're not even that good for real, and you just shouldn't have picked you up that high. I was hearing a story about Anthony Bennett, and it was like he was supposed to go like 10, 12, 15 type of thing, but then they went and saw. I was like, oh yeah, no, he could be uh he could be our guy. And it's like, no, you all had it right. Why would you do some bullshit? And that ruins not just your own job, but now sets me up to lose millions of dollars because I'm trying to perform as a one when I should have been a three. I think what it turns out to, or what I think it has to be to me, is that they go to a workout or at the draft combine and just torch under pressure. Like, they're just, they're just hitting everything. No missteps. Crossover's perfect. They put you up against a player. You, huh, you, you up there with them. They're like, you know what? He might be the guy. I don't know. And the thing is, I feel like uh, when it comes to workouts, because I've been watching a lot of uh, podcasts and interviews, I'm like, the way that it's set up for them to do their workouts doesn't make sense. Because it's like, what do you, why are you going one-on-one against the practice training squad. What is that supposed to show you about how they'll play in the actual league or how, how well they just catch and shoot? Is that their role? Well, the fuck? <laughs> watching Gil's podcast, he said sometimes they'll call out, they'll call people out like mm-hmm. him or whoever to like just to try out against this guy. Yeah. But I think what it, why they end up being trash mm-hmm. and why the trial is useless is because mm-hmm. that's a one-on-one in a closed gym. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Put them yeah. on the court and uh, in front of the lights, in front of all the people. people and yeah. You can hear the announcer, like mm-hmm. uh, everything he's saying, mm-hmm. and all the fans and stuff. Oh, that's when that's when the trembles start and the mm-hmm. imposter syndrome come in. And you're mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, I know I wanted to be here, but I don't, I don't feel like this, this is me. He's bright. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. Honestly, I feel like if they were gonna draft a player, they should have them like. Do a practice with the team at least. Like, at minimum, get one scrimmage game going. Because there's so much more that you can learn actually hooping than you can, like, at a tryout type of thing. Well, and a lot of these, like, um, I think Jeff Teague said on his podcast, okay. some of these organizations are watching you a lot more closer, a lot longer than you think. Okay, yeah, yeah. Jeff yeah, Teague yeah. said Miami's watching you from the time you're in ninth grade. They're keeping track of what you're doing, your temperament, and all the rest of that stuff because they have they have who they know they want on their uh, roster because they have like a, a an identity, a, a yeah. personality type, if you will. Yes, yes, yes. They're the like, Jimmy Butler's, I yeah. want these people because they're gonna mess with our system mm-hmm. because not only because of how they play, of course, but yeah. because of how they are. Yeah. So whenever Miami goes to draft or trade or whatever, they've been watching you. You're they you've been on the list. Is that kind of why they're able to? never have lottery picks like the last lottery pick they had was um 
Who's their center? Uh, Bam Adebayo. Yeah. And it's like that's one draft pick in the top ten. I'm pretty sure he went like ten. And they're able to get him out of the diamonds in the rough. Or they'll get guys from like uh, the end up overseas because mm-hmm. they've been mm-hmm. watching them since they were in high school. Yeah. So now I'm not saying that every organization is like that. I don't know. But some of these some of these organizations, they're watching you a lot longer than you think. That's fair. That's fair. Honestly, it upsets me because I know there's some organizations that are just terrible at it. Just just terrible at drafting, at setting players up. And honestly, have you got a chance to watch any of Minnesota's games? This season, I watched what was the home opener, the Heat versus the Timberwolves. The they won. Jimmy wasn't playing, right? Jimmy wasn't playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's looking like again one of those series uh, seasons where it might go to it might just go to the wayside. So I've been watching Cat um, and Rudy in particular. And it just looks so clunky still. And that is something that's just blowing me. So that's like what's blowing me. Don't forget about Nas Reed. Because he's then, also a center. So here we, here we go. Why is Rudy there when Nas is here? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Nas is playing great power forward. But like, <laughs> I, why did you trade my whole bench depth? For Rudy Gobert. Like, two DPOY candidates. Yeah, just God. You know what hurt me? Yeah. Watching these NBA podcasts <laughs> and watching them be like, that might have been the worst trade in NBA history. Oh. Like, <laughs> that share is so bad. And the thing is, you're here trying to trick yourself like, oh, no, he's a DPOY three times. And then it's like, oh, yeah, no, their teammates are talking shit about it. <laughs> it didn't make sense. But, man. Oh, uh, Honestly, I wouldn't even make that trade for Vanderbilt straight up. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even make Is there any players that you think are going to have a really breakout season? Players that I think are going to have a breakout season. Um, Christian Wood is either going to have the best or worst season of his career. Yeah? Okay. Um, Let's see. Because being a backup to AD, oh, plenty of playing time, buddy. But can you handle L.A.? Because Russ couldn't. Um. Who else? Who else? Um, Dame is weirdly somehow going to put up better stats. Okay. okay. I don't it's, – that's for sure. Honestly, uh, on the Dame thing, watching them play, it looks like it's, there's some bumpy roads ahead, but it looks like they're just not trying for now. Like, I'm seeing Giannis take a bunch of threes, some pull-up mid-ranges. So, he's just fucking around at this point. He's just doing things. So, when he actually buckles down and gets serious, because keep in mind, the first-year head coach this year – is a first-year head coach, and playing with two superstars on your squad is going to be kind of hard to rang them all in and have them actually play together. Especially so you, if you never played, because I, I heard they just be – can we cuss on here? I heard they be hoeing them, them, them dudes. The new first-year head coaches? If you never played, oh, yeah, they'll hoe you. Oh. Like, they're like, who are you, bro? Like, really? Like, yeah, who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, honestly – it must really suck being a first-year head coach when you're coaching genuine superstars. Because of when, because it's, it's not like football where like management will just decide with you and be like, "Oh yeah, no, bitch that dude." Yeah. It's in the league, they will actually the star player will look at you and be like, "Oh yeah, no, you're gone next month."